that tonight's premiere is a pretty special one, isn't it? Very large. Well, after 40 years, it, it has to be, doesn't it? Are you surprised that the Bond legacy has continued to live on the way that it has? Uh, I, was, I was surprised it continued after I started. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Who's your favourite Bond apart from you? I don't remember another one. <laughs> yeah, it's a great cast list, isn't it? It's not only in the movie, but out here. In any event, this would be, I think, the greatest movie premiere anywhere in the world. And it's even more special tonight because of all the people that are coming and Her Majesty the Queen. And it's British. And it's British. That's excellent. Well, the money's American. Well, well, there we go. We won't go to that. Yeah, I wish I'd done a few more, one more Bond film. I also am very surprised. It's just uh, one of those phenomenal things in life. We haven't changed. We haven't. All your Bonds are living on. That's right. I mean, people haven't changed. It's still like the same thing. <laughs> Enjoy yourself tonight. Thank you. Welcome to Quantum of Misses, the James Bond podcast that experiences 007 the old-fashioned way, in a random order designed to mirror the whims of the ITV schedulers in the 80s and 90s. I'm Christopher, and this is The Misses. Hi, I'm Fiona. Hope you, thank you for downloading this podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Yes. Almost forgot that, you almost there. forgot. You almost been forgot a while. You know, it would be a nightmare if, uh, if they don't know that. Remember, for them, it was just like last week or the week before. True that. Shh. Secret. Behind the scenes of the podcast, but this evening we have been uh, enjoy. We have been watching the first part of the last film of the nineteen nineties, or as it's also known. I have a to sing it. <laughs> You've forgotten the tune already. <laughs> it's so catchy. <laughs> die another day is one way you can do uh. it. There's another bit as well. But die another day. Well, let's have that one, shall die. we? Die. Another day. Okay. Uh, yes, 2002's Die Another Day. What do you think, Fiona? Well, you finally done it. <laughs> you you forced me to have a, a bloody opinion about the gun barrel. Hey! <laughs> a bullet in the gun barrel? It's an abomination! <laughs> <sighs> Hope you've enjoyed listening to Quattro <laughs> The podcast is now officially over. <laughs> No, not at all, not at all, not at all. Yes, well, don't, don't, don't thank me. <laughs> thank the director, Lee, either Tamahori or Tamori. I don't know which one you're supposed to say, but I've heard it said both ways. Uh, and the yes. music was all wrong. In the gun battle? Yeah. You're complaining about the music in the gun battle? Well, oh. I've said the bullet. That's Where wrong. is my wife and what have you done with her? <laughs> Yes, did you, did you as, as well as being abhorrent, as well as being abhorrent, did you all think, that actually means that James Bond is such a good shot that he managed to fire a bullet down the barrel of another gun? Oh, was it from his gun? I just thought that was a bullet from that gun. No, because it came into the... Oh, that's <laughs> it came true, yeah. out of yeah, towards James Bond. Cold so, world of wrong. 
Now no, we're here. Now we are here. Are you disagreeing with my... No, I agree. It's, it, yeah, it's... I understand the reason. was This was this was the 40th anniversary Bond film. So they decided they would do some special things, which we might come on to as we uh, discuss the, the rest well, of the Well, sometimes they film. just should leave the fuck alone. Yeah. <laughs> the gun battle is sacred. <laughs> so... Given that, what do you now think about the Daniel Craig films that don't have the gun battle at the start? But that's at least better than destroying the sacred city mm. of the gun barrel. You think not having it at all is worse, is it? Yeah, I think it needs to be at the start. Okay. I think the only one that gets away with, as we discussed, I think, is Casino Royale. Um, because they do that clever thing where they put it in at the end of the free titles. Oh, right, Because yeah. he isn't James Bond yet, so I think that's that's acceptable. Uh, at least explainable. Um, yeah, he's not a double O yet, so that's yeah. acceptable. But anyway, we're not talking about um, Casino Royale, the poor Casino Royale that has no tune. Uh, we're speaking about Die Another Day. So after the gun battle, mm-hmm. we get to the pre title sequence. Yes. So, um, which is opening up in Korea with some surfing. Mm-hmm. Which made me reflect. Mm-hmm. We've been watching a fair few Bond films. Yep. We pretty much followed his life for many years and missions. <laughs> yep. Uh, when did he learn to surf? <laughs> when did he learn to do half the blooming stuff he does? I know, and it shouldn't be the first time it occurs to me this, but it was just a bit. That can't be Bond as well, because it was like champion surfing. Oh, right, okay. Oh, that's, now that's interesting. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, apparently it was Bond. When did he learn those skills? And there was something a bit later when I thought, and when did he learn to do that? Fencing? Fencing, yes, probably. At least it's vaguely I mean, acceptable that a boy who went to an English public school yes. might have learned how to do fencing. And I, I, I'm sure surfing might have been part of military training. Surfing? Why not? <laughs> but I'm just saying that um, to also be top-notch in all these skills at all times mm-hmm. with no training, especially after, well, the fencing bit, mm-hmm. after he's been no, tortured in a jail for 14 months, 14 months yeah. he's apparently still as fit as he ever was mm-hmm. um, and uh, still honed those fencing skills. Well, there are some Bond films in which he is human, and there are some Bond films in which he is superhuman. Mm. And you just kind of have to, oh, it's one of those ones, is it? Yes. Them, I think. So, um, yeah, the thing about I think about the surfing is, having done a bit of background reading, I understand. Because you're not a surfer. I'm not, well, but that, which, is, which is important. Mm. I'm not a surfer, and the vast majority of people in the world are not surfers. And only know surfing from seeing film of surfers, which is normally the film that you see is of the best surfers in mm. the world. So apparently getting three surfers onto one wave is apparently incredibly difficult, almost yeah. unheard of. Champion surfers. Yeah, but because the only surfing you ever see is uh, great surfing, it's like it's lost on you that this yeah. is a mar- this is a fabulous stunt that they've but pulled most off here. Sport achievements fall into that category. Well, not really, because like you see a lot of can, we've all picked up a tennis racket and tried to hit a tennis ball. Still, it's very, it's very lost on me the difference between my mate who's very good at tennis and the world champion because it's all impossible to me. Yeah. Okay. All right. 
Just let me have my point and say it's okay, will you? No. It, I said it's valid. Good. I also said it's also Enough. valid. <laughs> Don't you speak to the hand to me. <laughs> Question two of these are the suffering is what happens to these two chums? Well, they land and help redirect the helicopter. Oh, they, they stay behind and clear up the bodies and that out of the helicopter. Yeah. Right. Cool. Um, so, they, yes, they redirect the helicopter that has the diamond smuggler Manny. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we see a bit of um, demilitarised Cuba career. And there's just a scene that's like of the baddie beating up the man in the bag. Just so you know the baddie is bad. Yeah. It's yeah. just like... He's not, a bad man. I know, but not all Bond films go to that length of going... See how bad the bad man is. Yes. Bad man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, and the bad man is trading. The bad man is bad both from a Western and a Eastern point yes. of view, isn't he? I think that's quite interesting. Is yeah, which a, I only... Mm-hmm. Well, it comes up later, but I, I didn't instantly get that he was being bad in Korean terms as well. Yes, until because his he was, dad turned up. Yeah, taking all the decadent Western trappings. Yes. Uh, and was trading weapons, North Korean weapons, for diamonds. But I did quite enjoy how he managed to trade in weapons in the uh, minefield heavy land that he was in. By keeping them on hovercraft. Hovercraft. Now, surely that can't work. Because <laughs> you can't keep them hovering all the time. But it's also, they don't, the the, the air-filled bags that they hover on mm-hmm. are not levitating above the ground. So they would still press the sensors. I agree that the, the, the sensors probably would still be set off. Maybe they wouldn't be set off as much as if you drove a tank over them. Mm. But maybe you had more chance of you know, take it in one a glancing blow than you mm. might otherwise have done. But I agree with you. I think it, it was it was a, a unlikely uh, an unlikely storage method for precious items. Yes. Um that's all I had to say about the pre title sequence. Oh right. But then there's a bit where they have a very primitive camera phone. Um which takes the photograph of Was that a bit new in those days? Yeah. It feels so every I day know, now, it doesn't it? Uh, where they took the photograph of Bond. And then, now this is interesting because it, it, it transpires later. I thought they were just sending it to a database that would then say, oh, face match, James Bond. But it turns or at out least they were, headquarters. Yeah, they were sending it to somebody. Western. Western, who has an encyclopedic knowledge yeah. of agents who sent back to them, this is James Bond, he's a British Secret Service agent. Which was a bit of a surprise to them. Mm-hmm. They honestly thought that was the the diamond smuggler guy, so they might, can't have met him before. No, but I think there was just security. Is this yeah. is this Van Beek? Um, so then uh, there ensues a hovercraft chase. Oh yes, uh, which is I mean it's a nice um, alternative to the yeah, to the car it, boat yeah. all the, all the things we've had before. The only thing I thought was it, bits of it seemed quite slow. <laughs> Hovercrafts yeah, they don't are quite slow. Spin quite as fast and change directions yeah. and all that. But no, it was it was nicely done, I mm-hmm. thought. But uh, Badman Colonel Moon um, goes over waterfall in hovercraft. Yes. Oh, we didn't talk about the fact. So his his dad phoned up and said, "Why is there an explosion at your camp? Mm-hmm. I'll be there in five minutes." And that's when he goes, "Quick, quick, get rid of the guns! So oh, dad's coming." So <laughs> he, he was 
Even when you're a colonel of the North Korean army, your dad coming, although your dad is a general in the North Korean army, um, can, can make you go, 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 hide everything quick, dad's coming. Yeah, so uh, that's when you realised he was doing these deals for diamonds and weapons. Behind the back of Behind the back of the official government. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, yes, un- unusually for a Bond, quite like this, Bond then gets captured. Mm. And tortured for 14 months in another unusual Well, move let's for Bond. talk about the title sequence. The title sequence. Is the title sequence scenes from his capture and torture? Yes. So is this the first time that the title, title sequence has actually carried on the story of the pre-title sequence? It is the first, it's certainly the first time that we have seen it. Okay. Generally, yes, although there is an argument that can be made for one other title sequence that we haven't seen yet. See if you can spot it. Okay. Uh, when that happens. Um, but yeah, this is a bit of an, this is an innovation as well. It's like, oh, there's things are happening behind the silhouettes of yes. ladies. Who are still naked and boobies. Yes. yes. But on fire. Well, some of them on fire, some of them were ice. Yes. But it, it made it other enough that I didn't feel it was too blatant. Okay. Do you know what okay. I mean? Stylized and all yeah. that. Um, the soundtrack, however... The actual song. ...was... I mean, Madonna is uh, an icon, but I didn't think the sound, the, the music was ballady enough. Oh, all right. I think this is one kind of in common with... Um, a few of the, of the more recent Bond songs, I think it grows on you. And I now quite like it. I mean, but I liked the song at the time. Not even mm-hmm. connecting it with Bond. Oh, do you remember the song from the time? Yes. I didn't realise it was the Bond theme. Yeah. All right, okay. But, you know, I was quite a Madonna fan. Uh-huh. So. In them days. And not that day. Yes. Um... But no, I didn't. I didn't really like it. It's got a lot of, if you listen next time you listen to it, if ever, listen to the orchestral bit in the background. It sounds really like a Bond theme, and it's it works. I think it. I, oh, I like it. Okay. But again, maybe because I've listened to it several times from watching James Bond films or listening to James Bond theme mm. songs. Although I also accept it's way down there on the list of Bond theme songs. Okay. But I was quite excited by the names that came up: Halle Berry and John Cleese and Judy Dench. Now, do I know Toby Stevens as well? Uh, well, he is quite a famous English actor. He's never really done anything massive, but he's been in lots of stuff. But have he we is, seen him yet? He's Maggie Smith's son. Yes, he's Gustav Graves. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, he's Maggie Smith's son in real life. I was going to say, I haven't seen Maggie Smith in this film, so. No. <laughs> I don't think you can have Judy Dench and Maggie Smith in the same Bond film. <laughs> Just some work. kind of chemical reaction yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Um... Yes, that's the title sequence. Okay. So this is when we find out that 40 months later, he is still being beaten. Mm-hmm. And we think he's about to be shot. He's been taken out of General Moon's hands because he hasn't, because he hasn't, seems to not to have confessed anything. So off he gets lined up with the firing squad and then told to start walking. But he's oh. not being shot. He's actually being... Exchanged. Yes, for... The guy with the diamonds. Who was the sidekick of Colonel Moon, yes. who was doing the trade So he's Zao. Zao is his Zao. Um, but even when he was being tortured, the father guy wanted to know who the man in the West was that was helping his son. Mm-hmm. And 
so Bond didn't tell him. Didn't know, but that Do you gave... think Bond didn't know? Well, no, because Bond's now trying to figure it out himself. All right, okay, fair enough. Um, oh, yeah, you've seen more of the film than just these five minutes. Yes, but um, <laughs> but I agree. If he did know, he still wouldn't have told him. Um, mm-hmm. So that that was quite interesting. Um, and then he goes, he goes to um, be. He's kind of captured yes. by his own people, and, and we're not quite it. sure why. Mm-hmm. And then he gets scanned and well, all that. I think it's fairly standard. He's like, whoa, whoa, you've been 14 months in a Korean prison. You might have been turned. Let's just be on the safe side. Well, yes. And um, you might have, And of course, the other thing is that the American, the, uh, the highest-ranking American agent in the North Korean High Command has just been killed. Because the North Koreans found out who he was, that he was an agent, and the signal that told them that came from the prison that Bond was in, yes. in which he was the only inmate. But that all so came the finger from... of suspicion points at you, Mr. Bond. I know, that all came out from Judy Dench, mm-hmm. but we weren't sure at that point what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so we see him laid out in the bed. He has a very hairy chest. Okay, the man's a happy man. Yeah. And uh, something I didn't really think of. The actor. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. As being hairy. Even though you've seen him in two other Bond films in which he has is been... He, is he that hairy? Yeah, quite hairy. Yeah, okay. Big hairy. All right. Um, and then when they scan him, they say the liver not too good, so it's definitely him. Some dig to his drinking style. Um, Did you recognise the voice of one of those doctors as, I told you this when we were watching it, as Paul Darrow, Avon from Blake 7? No. Doesn't sound very much like him, but when you know it, you listen to it, you go, oh yeah, it is him. And then when you see him, very, very briefly, you go, oh yeah, it is him. No, even when you were pointing him out, I was like, that that's too much of a blink and you miss it. <laughs> yeah, you have to put it on pause. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he's no use to anyone because they think he spilt the beans. Um, <laughs> so he escapes. How does he escape? Well, he stops his own heart by sheer willpower and meditation. You're looking at me sceptically <laughs> with what could be called the side eye. <laughs> I'm not making this up. This is an actual plot point of this film. Possible? Not possible. Not possible. But Certainly. it kind of puts his, he's an expert surfer into perspective. That doesn't it? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but it's certainly, uh, certainly if he did be able to meditate into a catatonic state to stop his heart, mm-hmm. he wouldn't be in a cat-like state of readiness <laughs> immediately, <laughs> immediately afterwards to catch the doctors unaware mm-hmm. and zap them and uh, run and away. Did you catch on that the suggestion was that that was how he had survived the 14 months and all the torture? Was his no. superhuman... Uh, was that which one is why you were flashbacks? seeing bits of the uh, flashbacks. No. Like, this is what I did... To survive 14 months. I I don't think he necessarily stopped his heart all the time. But he could control his body's reaction yeah, to the... Yeah, and just be in a sort of comatose state. No, I didn't get that. That was coming too subtle out for of me. It at will. At yes. will. Mm-hmm. No, I, don't think, I don't think that's necessarily a failing in you. I think it's more a failing in the storytelling of the film. Some of, yeah. the, some of, the, and some of the storytelling of the film is very obvious and info-dumpy. Yeah. And some of it is really like stated Like the baddie over. being bad. Yes. We could have done without that and figured out... Mm-hmm. He's a bad with. man. He is bad man. Bad man. <laughs> bad man. <laughs> so, yes. Um, so, he escapes. 
And turns out he was in Hong Kong. He was on a boat in Hong Kong Harbour. Yes. Yes. Um, and so he swam to the shore mm-hmm. and walked into the Hong Kong yacht club, yacht club, looking like some kind of vagrant. Oh, I, I always thought this is Jesus Bond. <laughs> he does look like Jesus at this point. And um, he gets a bit of a, who are you? Until the concierge goes, ah! The manager, Mr. Manager, Chang. Mr. Chang, going, mm-hmm. ah, James Bond, nice to see you. Open up the presidential suite. Mm-hmm. Nothing but the best for Mr. Bond. Yes. Um, so he enjoys uh, a shave and some food and some champagne, because, you know, that's exactly what a body in his state needs. <laughs> uh, and then some wom- beautiful woman comes to the door, being his masseuse. She's got a name. Peaceful Mountains of Desire. Mountains. I thought it was mountains. No, mountains. I preferred mountains. Peaceful Mountains of Desire, yeah, maybe. Because he had the mountains. Depends what you like. <laughs> um, and that was a compliment of the management. Um, so he was just about, well, he was kissing her on the neck when she says, I'm not that kind of masseuse. And I thought, Ugh, not this again. <laughs> When he reached down and pulled out a gun from between her thighs. Yes. And because he knew all along. Yes. That she was an agent. And then it was, I like this moment when he picked up the ashtray, ashtray, quite a heavy glass ashtray, which I thought he was going to bonk her in the head with. But um, he threw it through the glass door to reveal the manager, a cameraman and two other guys (laughs) um, filming him. Filming him. So, I was hoping that it wasn't that they were just going to film him having sex with the woman, but actually the woman was trying to get information from him that they were filming. No, I think they were trying to film him having sex with the woman so they would have, because they were the Uh, Chinese Secret Service, and they would have compromising film of him, and therefore... But surely everyone knows that Bond shags everyone. (laughs) How compromising would that be? Ah, yeah, but Bond shagging everyone is one thing, but Bond shagging a Chinese secret agent... It's something completely different, isn't yeah, it? I, I was hoping that she would use her skills to make him say something. But it also shows them that the Chinese Secret Service's information is not very good because Bond is on the outs as it is. Okay, this is not really going to ruin That's Bond true. because at this point, Bond is out. But does he know that? Who? The Chinese guy. Well, he should if the Chinese Secret Service are any blooming good. I know, I know, but they're not. Where's he been for 14 months? Where's Bond been? We've not seen, we have not seen Bond for a while. No, I sure wonder what's up with him. Let's use our spies and all that. <laughs> Turns out he's been, he's been, especially our spies in other countries that are our allies, like North Korea. Yes. Turns out he's been in North Korean prison all this time. Oh, how's he go? So, um, but Bond manages to do a deal with him. Well, I think that's what, I think, I think, I think this is a, this is a Bond plan all along. Yes, possibly. Um, I mean, he didn't plan, he, he, he just happened to swim up to the yacht club, or do you well, think he swam to it? Oh, I think he, again, when he found out where he was on a boat, he then thought, well, where am I actually? Hong Kong, right? What can I, how can yeah, I get okay. information in Hong Kong? Ah, the manager of that hotel oh. is actually a Chinese secret agent. I'll get him, and they don't like him because, of course, it was, What's turned out is that Zhao has killed two yes. North Korean agents somewhere else in the 14 months, but, or, or had done that. Um, so the Chinese are not too happy with Zhao either. 
So I'll go there. Get no, it no, from I him. don't. So I'll kill two Chinese agents. For the Chinese yeah. agents, well, even more. I'll go there. Uh, yeah. Get the Chinese guy to tell me where Zhao is, and Bob's your uncle, which is in fact exactly what happens. Yes. Because they tell him he's in Cuba. I mean, I do quite like this general sort of plot line of even Spying. even <laughs> off the um, official books, Bond has enough agents and sources and helpers yes. everywhere he needs to go to give him money and passports and mm-hmm. access to things. Um, so he doesn't he doesn't need the system. He could work outside it. Mm-hmm. I like that. So if only if only you know it's a, such a revolutionary idea for Bond to work outside the system. It only happens in every flipping film these days. Well, they did it very well in this one. Mm, okay, fair enough. At least he comes back at some point. So yeah, then we're in Havana. Ding, 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 and we have ding, people ding, dancing on the streets. Ding, 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 we have ding, 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 what are those Herbie cars called? Herbie cars. The film Herbie. Yeah, Volkswagen Beetles. Yes, so they have Volkswagen Beetles. No, they don't. Oh, yes, they do. They're fifties cars because it's Cuba and yes. some Trabants from like Soviet Russia. Well, in one of the scenes, one of those was a. Was it? Okay, I believe you. I don't believe you. Aside. Can I make my point, please? Yeah, what about it? It, it? They've done the stereotypical Havana. Yes. But not in an appealing way, not in a touristy way like they sometimes do. Oh, does that make you want to go to... No. Cadiz in southern Spain? <laughs> Is that where it's That's at? Where it was, yeah. Okay. Um, so we went to Havana, um, and because the Chinese man told him that he's in Havana, or actually on an island just outside of Havana... No, the Chinese man doesn't tell him that. The Raoul tells him that. Oh, Raoul, yes. Die, Raoul, Raoul, I died. So, again, he goes to see a source in Havana um, who was a bit sceptical. was like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while, eventually. Well, I think he was a sleeper agent for, for like, decades and never been woken up. Yes. And now he's suddenly being woken up. Oh, all right. Um, and, that, yes, Raoul tells him that he's on this island um, and helps him. Mm-hmm. And it, he seems to be, I quite like the character. He seems to be quite sort of enjoying the fact he's now spying. Ooh, I'm a spy now. Yes. Um, and yes, I can get you that. Mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, so he goes to a bar where he, A, observes an arrogant South African, is it? Yeah, I think so. Um, flashing the cash and being rude to everyone. And B, sees Halle Berry coming out of the sea. Yes. Do we need to linger on that? Well, obviously not, because it's purely voyeurism, but I thought you might have spotted it as a reference to something else. Well, it's, what, it's when the other Bond chick came out to see back in the day. The other Bond chick? Is this the enlightened feminism of the 21st century? Evidently not. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Ursula Andress and Dr. No? See, exactly. Okay. You know, I'm just rubbish with names, but yes. <laughs> um, and, and I think Halle Berry did it quite well, but... I think they could have done it a bit subtler. Right. She was pretty much just sort of panting at the lens for far too long. It was a different uh, time. Yeah, but Ursula did it better. Okay, good. Fair enough. That's or more fair subtly. Enough. It was a different time. It was a distant time that they called 2002. It's <laughs> <laughs> just about to say it's only 10 years ago, but... No. You wanted to just be 10 years ago. In my mind. In fact, it's closer to 20. I know. You remember, have you seen this film before? I don't think I have. You never saw it in the cinema. 
No. I just have a, I'm sure there's a million times on this podcast. You now. think you saw it? I just mate? assume that everybody goes yeah. to see every Bond film, regardless of whether they like Bond or not. No, so you haven't, you've ever seen this before? No. Okay. Okay. So, yes, so, they have, they also have a, they then have a conversation. I'm sure you must have something to say about their inverted commas conversation. Well, I wish there was some segue between hello and let's flirt. <laughs> because it seems to be like unnecessary for, for him to even make an effort with her and equally her make an effort with him before they're all going. And I, yeah, and she's the one that starts it, saying, looking at his crotch and then saying, well, there's, now there's a mouthful. Blatant. She's talking about a cigar. I thought she was talking about whatever they were saying. But that actually kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> hey, if you know what I mean. Yes. That bit. Because they already started going on about the predators coming out at night. Yes. And, the, and there being nothing, I'm only here for the birds and all that kind of bit. Yeah, it was, it was just too clunky and badly done and I think it would be better to do it smooth and suggestive rather than blatant. Oh, see, I thought maybe that, and then I thought maybe you were going to enlighten me on this. I thought maybe when two very attractive people meet, that's just what they do. Neither of us would know. Well, I, th- I thought you might know. Oh, that's sweet. Ta-ding. <laughs> <laughs> You're not even reacting to the fact I didn't think you would know. <laughs> ah, so I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable in, in my own unattractiveness. <laughs> but no, that doesn't happen in the real oh. world. Okay. Yet again, your vision of Bond is... I know. But then they do go to... But then they do do what attracts people do as soon as they meet. Have sex. Have sex. And I do think there was an element of portraying in that sex scene that he hadn't got any for a couple of years. (laughs) Because it was over very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a sense of uh, urgency and stuff. (laughs) I think this is not the kind of thing we need in Bond films. We need this, we need to know Bond has sex with women. We know that. Oh, do we, we don't need to see it happening. Do we? Should we? Should we? Pan uh, away. Pan away to some kind yeah. of title. Yes, that kind of thing. Dreams go into tunnels. <laughs> <laughs> Reverse films of chimneys being knocked down. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Champagne corks being popped. <laughs> All that sort of thing. Yes. No, I quite like a sex scene. Okay. In the middle of which she whips out a knife and a fig. Where was she hiding that? <laughs> it seemed a bit unnecessary. And then you're like, oh, no, that'll get all sticky. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Are we not sexy? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> people, this is not what people are downloading for. <laughs> there are other places on the internet where you can uh, satisfy these kind of desires. This is hard talk about gun battle sequences. <laughs> uh, if that's what floats your boat, then you are a disgusting pervert. Um, we haven't um, mentioned her name. Jinx. Hmm. Her name is Jinx. Does it make you think, when you were a kid, when like two people spoke at the same time, you went, Jinx! Jinx. Yeah, well, she says that, born on Friday. That's actually where they start their conversation of just doing wisecracks at each other. Because she's like... Jinx, Jinx, uh, born on Friday the 13th, 
Um, on, let's just say my relationships don't last very long. I know the feeling, says Bond. Oh, we're just in it for the sex then. That's great. Maybe this is actually a very subtle scene. <laughs> no, it's not. So, but in the morning, mm-hmm. Bond finds that Jinx is gone. Wah. And sees her get onto a boat with the special ticket. And he's thinking, mm-hmm. I need one of those tickets. When does he find out what the island does? Does, does Raoul, I die, um, <laughs> give him that information that it's a gene therapy? No, I think he doesn't it? know until he goes. Until he gets there. Yeah. Or but, reads the thing he steals from South Africa. Because yeah. he goes to South African's room uh-huh. and knocks him out so that he can get on the boat as uh, his carer. Uh, and we enjoy it even the more because he's such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, yes, he takes him on as the carer. And then, now it does, I mean, there is the scene where Jinx is getting explained by the Doctor, and also Leerda, that was uncomfortable, and yeah. she didn't like it either. But that, isn't that the kind of thing that one is come, one is led to expect in private comics generally, uh, and um, I don't think of, so. Uh, certainly, or at least in sort of plastic surgery clinics, and certainly clinics that are run off on an island off Cuba. Like, we're, we're well down the dodgy scale by yes. that point, aren't we? But anyway, so we'll explain that, but I still didn't quite get... I thought it was just a hospital, or just... Well, I, I think, given that there was a bit where there was, like, guards, I think there's a legitimate face of this clinic. Yeah. And then through that door where the guards are is the... This is where criminals can get their DNA changed mm. um, clinic. Yeah. Which is where the action is. Yes. And uh, and then he goes through a secret door, and welcome mm-hmm. to the world of DNA. Yes. Where there's mirrors and spiralling here. Helixes. Um, uh, but Jinx kills the Doctor mm-hmm. and burns her records, but Why? not very well. And no. then Why does Jinx kill the Doctor? Because uh, she wants to get on his computer to find out where the Zhao is. Oh, but she's leaving before Zhao. So. But she's gone. She's, well, she's leaving gonna, to go she's into Room up. Eleven, where he is. Right. But she was. But Bond's already been there. Yeah. Oh, I see. I thought she was going to the computer to clear off information about her. No, no. I think. Oh, okay. I think she was trying to find out where Zhao was. Yeah. Right. Okay. But Bond's already found Zhao. Yeah. Zhao. Zhao. Um. But uh, Zhao fights him and wins and escapes. Yes. And um, and James and Jinx see each other. Mm-hmm. And then James watch Jinx just dive off dive the really backwards high onto off the cliff, uh, where Halbeta is waiting and everything's fine. Mm-hmm. What do you think of Jinx so far? I think that's the end of Jinx that we see you today. Well, I think if you were to ignore the scene I didn't like where they were flirting. I quite like her. Would you be interested in a series of films about Jinx? Did that happen? Would you be interested in one? Depends if she was a kick-ass woman, yeah. Well, you've seen her. No, but... I, or is she a swooning, pathetic woman? You can't have uh-huh. both. You can't have both. Well, I, There are no shades of grey, black and white. Certainly not 50 of them. Um, we'll see. Okay. It could go either way. But what other exciting clue does Bond pick up from the uh, clinic? What does he get from Zhao 
he gets the bullet that's round his neck. Oh, uh, which has the diamonds in it. Mm-hmm. Which he then takes to Raoul, I dive. And it turns out that Raoul, I dive, is not only a... Um, as, although he has been a Scar. cigar maker yeah. for all this time, he's also an expert jeweller. Well, he is in Cuba. I think everybody just does everything in Cuba. No, I just think diamonds and cigars is the only thing that they do, so you kind of pick them up. Do they do diamonds in Cuba? Is that a thing? Well, it might do. be. I don't know. Don't, they haven't got diamond mines in Cuba. <laughs> You're looking at me just to go, don't give away the whole Cuban diamonds thing. <laughs> no, I meant just dodgy dealing. Oh, okay. And he recognises them as conflict diamonds. But also as um Gustav Graves. Yes. Gustav Graves is is is, is um signature on them. And then we meet Gustav Graves or we see him parachuting out in front of Buckingham Palace. Yes, because he's gonna get Surely Well A, they would have shot him down being that close yeah. to Buckingham Palace. Uh-huh. And and B, we discover he's also a complete prick. <laughs> Do you think he's modelled on anyone in particular? Uh, you know, multi- oh wow! <laughs> what gave you the clue? <laughs> uh, uh, yes. Now we, but before that, we see Bond on the British Airways flight. I, what's the relevance? Well, the relevance of this. There's two relevances to this. First of all, the stewardess who serves him his drink is Roger Moore's daughter. What is it? Yeah. Uh, and secondly, you, you see, he was looking at a magazine. British oh, High Life magazine about Gustav Graves. Yeah. Well, in the month that this film came out, British Airways High Life magazine looked exactly like that, but it was obviously about Toby Stevens rather than about Gustav Graves. Ah. And that's the kind of thing I like about him. This is like a prop from the film. Nice. So, there we go. And we got London Calling by The Clash. Yes, just to be clear where we're they were going. We're going to London. Yeah. Yeah. Surely Buckingham Palace and Scenes of London would have been would enough. Would have been enough. And British Airways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we also meet Gustav Graves' publicist, Miranda Frost. Yes. Yes. Who is his publicist? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, then he's tried to be a fencing Olympic champion. Mm-hmm. And they are training in some kind of... Gentleman's club. Yes, but... It's does seem an, un, an unsport-like... Anyway, it's a very mm-hmm. old-fashioned building. Um, and then we meet Madonna. Yes. Who is being... Write the same tune, sing the same tune. Who somehow gets a special leather costume. And um, is she the teacher that Bond's come to take a lesson off? Supposedly. They, th- they, they seem to know each other anyway. Yeah. And she is also Gustav Graves' teacher. But she's more interested in... And thinks that Miranda Frost is better. Yes. Um, do you think she's meant to be a lesbian? Do you think? Because she was admiring Miranda quite she a lot. She was. And Miranda Frost did later on say that you will never have the pleasure of me, Mr. Bond. Well, that's true. I thought yes. that was just because you're a dick. But is it just because she didn't like dick? <laughs> well, I don't know. Okay. Do you like dick? I love dick. I know. We all love, we all love dick. It was a great entry in the carry-on canon. Um, but uh, Madonna says... When Gustav uh, asks, are you wanting to bet on this when they agree to fight? She's like, no, I don't like cockfights. Do you see what she did there? I see what she did there. So tell us, Fiona, with your expertise. I knew you wouldn't let this <laughs> you go. You wouldn't let it die. Yes. 
as a, well, you were on the British Olympic fencing team. I was not on the British. <laughs> I did some fencing at school. Oh, We've right. just established that. How good was the fencing then? Uh, it was quite good, but just because you can fence doesn't mean you can suddenly take swords off the wall and fight with them. <laughs> well, you can. Well, because Bond can do everything. Well, exactly. It's a superhuman Bond. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is the point of which, and every Bond comes to it, or most Bonds come to it, where it's like, ah, Pierce, you look a little bit too solid, shall we say, to be getting the better of this boy, I think. The time might have come for you to hang up your bond, Spurs. Uh, but you're happy for Roger Moore to do it till he's virtually no, dead. He's, no, he, no, he gets, he comes to that point as well. Quite early on, they I all, think. They all come to that point where it's like, yeah. I think Roger is... Moore started at that point. Oh, I think that's a bit cruel for Roger. I think Roger Moore's a fine figure of man in his early films. Mm. Um, yeah, so that, and, and I think we, I think actually, oddly, at the end of that scene when Miranda Frost tells him, you'll never have that pleasure, he kind of has a sort of look and a ooh kind of yes. thing. It's kind of like, yeah, Bond, once, once James Bond starts accepting that he can't just, you know, get into bed, with, not charm any woman he wants into bed, it's like, yeah, that's not James Bond then, is it? Mm. Well, <laughs> at least he didn't, like, just force himself on one like, Bussy Glow. Well, this is true. This is true. So, uh, he, but he has then passed a key, and a mysterious key in a mysterious envelope. With no explanation, but he knows exactly what it's for. But he knows what it's for. What's it for? It's for a secret door. To a... Secret world. To, a, to, an, a underground secret world. <laughs> to an underground station. Mm-hmm. Where M is. Yes, this is, this is where they take the not-quite-on-the-books agents. Mm-hmm. And they exchange all their information in a very long info dump. We get the only real nod of the film to the fact that 9-11 happened when um, she says, the world changed while you were away, James. No. And he says, I didn't, as in, can I didn't spill the information? Um, um, and, uh, yeah, so, okay. Gustav Graves, find out all you can about him. But you're so it's a good job you're off the, the books. Book. Good job you're off the books, because we can't really afford to have you on the books. Can't really seem to, because he has political connections. Yes, so it's easier to find out about him if, he, if it's an unofficial mm. find out about him. But despite being off the books, Bond does get to go back to his office in MI6, where he is cleaning his gun when some consternation begins. What happens, Fiona? Oh, he hears a noise and he goes outside and there's some dead agents on the floor and he goes and shoots a whole lot of random people, but not whoever the black guy is, Felix Lowe. Robinson. Robinson. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they go into a room. Oh, but when he goes out, he sees that Money Penny is dead. Yeah. And then he goes into a room where M is being held captive. Mm-hmm. And then you stop the film. And that's where we stopped. Do you know what I think? What do you think? This is a training exercise. What do you mean a training exercise? It's all set up. Oh. Well, you'll find out, won't you? I will. What do you think now? Money Penny's dead, of course. No, it's a training exercise. All right. But this is the Money Penny you like, isn't it? Uh, yeah, no, she's good. Mm-hmm. I prefer the modern one, money, Penny. Mm-hmm. I but thought you liked this one because she doesn't take any crap from. No, the no, I think I yeah, she's much better than the Tony. The, I'm a Bond. The one that looks like Maggie Thatcher. <laughs> I think she was more famous than Maggie Thatcher to begin with. So doesn't Maggie Thatcher maybe look like Miss Money Penny? Oh, maybe. Okay, so uh, are you interested in seeing the rest of this film? Yeah. Oh, that's good. 
Good. I'm glad we stopped at a, a good way. Um, yeah, so, well, the, the bigger question, then, apart from your bizarre belief that this is some sort of training exercise, mm-hmm. um, is why is Gustav Graves funding a North Korean terrorist? What makes you think he's funding a North Korean terrorist? Because the, Zhao was going to be paying for the clinic treatment. Oh. With Gustav Graves' diamonds. I hadn't made that connection. I thought he was just taking blood diamonds, whatever they call them. Conflict diamonds. Conflict diamonds, and um, selling them as if they were from Iceland Mm -hmm. to get all his money. So I wasn't quite sure. That's what Graves was doing. Yes, but I just thought he was selling them to whoever would take them, including North Korea. Oh, I see. But so you don't think there's a you don't think the Graves the Gustav Graves and his obvious baddiness is going to tie into Zhao and his obvious baddiness. Oh, I think it will, but I just hadn't thought that far. Oh, I just I thought see. he was just making okay. money, basically. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have any connection between Zhao and Graves at this point. No, I do. You just don't know what it is. Just like what I just said. Alright. Well you can ask me the same question three times now. Okay. Do you want to see the rest of the film? <laughs> <laughs> Not with you. Okay, thank you very much. What do you think about that? You sit there in silence, what difference would it make? Well, but then, like, no, I mean, like, you could do a podcast entirely on your own. Nah. Well, it could be interesting. Write in, folks, if you want to hear that. <laughs> Intent. If you do want to get in contact with us, you can do so. By uh, writing to us uh, on Haven't you email. said it enough not to try and find it in your notes? I'm a busy man. I cannot retain things in my head. Uh, you can email us at quantummisses, that's MRS, at gmail.com, or at quantummisses, again, also MRS, on Twitter. But if we have nothing more to say, then we don't, then uh, Quantum Misses will continue after the news. Bye! Bye!